0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 19th, 2021. This is today's word. You get a word from God on a regular basis. You get the word of God down in your heart so that you can keep going no matter what you're facing. Even when the enemy is telling you to give up, to cave in, to quit, it's the word of God that will keep you going. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one word from God shall ever pass away. God watches over his word to perform it. So in this season, I believe that God has declared that this is a season of new levels where we can level up in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. Uh, But if we want what God has already provided, God does it by grace, unearned, unmerited, undeserved. We have to receive the things of God by faith. So by faith, we set our faith in agreement with God. By faith, we open up our heart to receive what God is saying to us in this season. So we provide the faith. He provides the grace. This is how we live. So in this season for us to level up. I've been teaching a series about leveling up in the word. If you want to level up, you are going to have to recommit yourself to the word of God. Maybe you haven't been reading your Bible like you, like you used to, like, like you did once upon a time. But in this season, it's time for us to go back to the Bible, to go back to the word, read your Bible, to get into the word. You want to level up? You are going to have to level up in the word. All right. So that said, I've been teaching a series uh, entitled leveling up with the word from the parable of the sower. This is the mother of all parables. Let's get back into it today. The title of today's message is trouble your trouble. The title of today's message is trouble your trouble. As a believer, you can trouble your trouble and not be troubled by it. We're going to talk about it. All right. So Yesterday, we looked at trouble and persecution. Today, we'll flow in that same vein. So the Bible says in Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower to his disciples. And he said, now the sower is like someone who plants God's word down inside of people, right? He's taking the word of God, the seed and sowing it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the the seed falls along the path. Now, these are like the people that hear the word of God but their understanding isn't fruitful. And because they don't understand it, then Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Now, other people are like the seed that are planted on rocky ground. This is kind of where we are right now. So last week, we dealt with the first soil. This week, we're dealing with the second soil. So other people are like Rocky ground, right? And so, who are these people? These are people that hear the teaching. Oh man, they quickly and gladly accept it. They get super excited. They get overly emotional. They get fired up, you know, all of that. But they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They keep it only for a short time. As soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, so the word is actually attracting. Trouble, attracting persecution. And so as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they heard, the Bible says they're quick to give up. And so these are people that give up at at the first sign of trouble and persecution. We're going to talk about that. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. Now, these are the people that hear the teaching. Oh man, they get excited. They hear the teaching. They get it down in their heart and the word starts to grow within the soil of their heart. But the problem is that they have a bunch of other stuff growing in the soil of their heart too. So it's like the cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want, selfish desires. And so all of this other stuff is growing up. And these other things, Jesus said, are like weeds. And the weeds choke out the word and it stops the word from producing so they don't reap a harvest. And then other people are like good ground. These are people like, no, no, I receive it. So they receive good ground. They are good ground. They receive the word with gladness. They get it down in their heart. They're not focus on other things. They're focused on allowing the word to work. And then the word produces a harvest. Sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. But today we're looking at rocky ground, rocky ground. And yesterday we saw how the, the word of God attracts trouble, attracts persecution. Let's talk about that a little bit further. So what does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you on this morning about trouble and persecution, about overcoming them about not being troubled by your trouble, I believe this is going to be a blessing to you. This is where now I need you to rid your heart, your mind of all distractions. Two things, lock in. Number one, here we go. So number one, you can you can trouble your trouble and not be troubled by it. Let me explain. You can trouble your trouble and not be troubled by it. When trouble comes, you don't have to be troubled by your trouble. The definition of trouble, I like to use Noah Webster's Dictionary of the English Language from 1828. So this is right. Like a lot of times when I go back to that dictionary, there's a lot of things that, you know, in 1828, um, are, are closer to, to the Bible than, uh, some of the definitions may be today in 2021. So anyway, back then the dictionary said for trouble, trouble means to agitate, to disturb, to perplex, to put into a confused state of motion. So, so that's what the, the devil does. He wants, you get a word from God. You're standing on that word of God. But the Bible says trouble will come because of the word. Trouble will come because of the word that you receive. You receive the word from God. Who are you believing God for anything right now? Okay, fine. You got a word from God. You're believing God. You're a believer, not a doubter. You walk by faith and not by sight. You have something on your vision board. You you have something that you're believing God for. You have goals that you believe God put in your heart for this year. You're believing God. You're looking at your goals. You're looking at your vision board. All of that. But Satan will do everything that he can to agitate disturb, perplex, and confuse you. He's going to do everything that that he can to bring trouble, to agitate, disturb, perplex, and confuse you. He knows that if he can get you to not focus on the promise and focus on the problem. He knows that if he can get you to focus on the problem and not the promise, then you'll begin to meditate on the problem. You begin to meditate on the trouble and you will lose focus of what God said. And so he also knows that if you're meditating and medicating on on God's word, oh man, the word's going to work. But if you start meditating and medicating on the trouble, then you're going to lose focus on what God said. And once you're no longer focused on what God said, then The trouble that you're focused on actually becomes more real to you than what God said. And so now if you're looking, the rocky ground is like, these are people that get so fixated on the trouble. They get so fixated on the problem. They get so fixated on the challenge that they don't have deep roots and they're not focused on the word anymore. They totally forget what God said. They're not even thinking about it anymore. And so as soon as the trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word that they heard, they are quick to give up. And so they give up on God because they shifted their attention. They shifted their focus. So once again, let me make sure you understand the context. This is somebody that received the word from God. God went out of his way. The sower went out of his way to sow the seed down in the soil. So God went out of his way to give you a word. God went out of his way to sow his word down in your heart. God did his part already. He provided you the word. Not only that, let me be clear about what God did. God gave you the word. He sowed it down in your heart. God provided you both the power for the word to produce and the grace for you to endure. Let me say that again. God is the sower. He sows the seed. So he provided two things. The po- First of all, he provided the seed. But now that he provided the seed and is in the soil of your heart, he provides the power for the seed to produce and he provides the grace for the soil to endure. And so he provided you everything. He gave you the grace to stand. He gave you the grace to endure. He gave you the grace to have patience. And he put the power in the word and he put the word down in your heart. My God, God has done everything. So all you have to do now is wait. But here's the problem. Wait is a four letter word. And so while you're waiting, Satan is going to do everything that he can to stir up trouble because he wants you to quit. He wants you to get agitated. He wants you to get perplexed. He wants you to be confused. Now, Satan knows that he cannot make, watch this. Satan knows that he cannot make the soil quit. Satan knows that he is powerless against God and the things of God. He can't make the soil quit. He can't corrupt the seed. He can't remove the grace that's on the soil to endure. He can't do any of that. But if he stirs up enough trouble, then he knows that the soil, he's hoping, That the soil will get so frustrated, so perplexed, so confused that the soil would decide to quit. Listen, how many things have you quit on? Like that, that God gave you a word, you got excited and you kept it for a while, a week, a month, a year. But how many things have you quit on? Just because things didn't look are not working out the way that you wanted them to work out or things were taking longer than you expected. As a believer, it is through faith and patience, Hebrews 6 and 12, that we obtain the promises of God. If the soil decides to quit and give up on the promise, then I, honestly, Satan didn't make the soil quit, right? Because Satan can't make the soil quit. All Satan did was establish an environment. Satan set the conditions for the soil to quit. And the soul decided to quit. So if you quit on God, you quit. Nobody made you quit. You quit. You quit because you didn't like the conditions. You got frustrated. You got perplexed. You got troubled by your trouble. And then you just gave up. You cave in and you quit. You quit on God. You quit on God's word. But please, you don't have to make that mistake. The word of God can still produce, but you have to endure until it's harvest time. If you give up, Galatians 6 and 9, if you give up before harvest time, the only way you can lose is if you quit. The Bible says, You shall receive a harvest if you do not quit. So please do not quit. Now, the devil brings trouble once again because he's trying to get you agitated, disturbed, perplexed, and confused. However, you can continue to believe God despite the challenges. And when you believe God, you say, No, no, I'm going to believe God, I'm going to stand having done all to stand. Trouble comes, I'm a stand. Persecution comes, I'm going to stand. He's, he's setting the conditions for you to give up, but you refuse to give up. You refuse to cave in. You refuse to quit. You are not agitated. You are not disturbed. You are not perplexed. You are not confused. You are focused. You are unbothered. My, let that be your, conf- your confession. Say, say this. Say, I am unbothered by all of this you're standing there and and you are unbothered by all of this now when you do that now what you're doing is you're troubling your trouble And you're not being troubled by it. You can trouble your trouble and not be troubled by it. And while Satan was trying to get you agitated, disturbed, perplexed, and confused, when you stand there, you say, no, I'm going to trouble my trouble and not be troubled by it. And I'm not moved. And I am unbothered by all of this. And I'm going to continue to believe God. And I know that God said it and he'll perform it. He declared it. He'll make it good. At that point, Satan is the one that gets agitated and disturbed and perplexed and confused because he doesn't know why you keep standing. He doesn't know how in the world can this man can this woman continue to believe I'm doing all of this stuff externally, but it's like, I cannot change them internally. And they are unbothered by all of this. Say amen to that. Glory to God. All right. Number two this is how we're supposed to live, by the way. Number two, you don't have to feel persecuted by persecution. Now, persecution is going to come, but you don't have to feel persecuted by it. Nobody can tell you what to do on the inside. They could do stuff on the outside, but you control the inside. On the inside, you can be consistent. You can remain the same. You can be steadfast. You can have the force of consistency, patience, working in your life on the inside, no matter what's happening on the outside. Now, once again, Noah Webster's Dictionary from 1828 defines persecution this way. It is severe affliction. It is the distresses of life, vexations, the infliction of pain, particularly for adhering to a religious creed, for believing God, basically either by way of penalty or compelling them to renounce their principles. See this is what it is. Satan wants you to renounce your principles. Satan wants you to renounce what you're believing God for. Satan wants you to renounce. He wants you to resign. He wants you to give up. He wants you to cave in. He wants you to quit on what you're believing God for, but you don't have to. He sets the conditions for you to do it, but you don't have to do it. See, Satan knows that if you receive a word from God and you stand on that word, the word is going to produce. It's going to produce change in you and fruit from you. This is why he puts pressure on you to give up, to cave in, to quit. But having done all, the Bible says you can stand and you can keep on standing because the Holy Ghost will be like, look, man, stand because I'm standing with you. It reminds me of the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, they refused to to bow, right? They refused to bow before the king. And the king was like, listen, I like you guys. You know, I want to give you another opportunity. Please go ahead and bow because, you know, I don't want to have to throw you in the fire. And they was like, listen, Mr. King. We're, we're, we're unbothered by all of this. Like You can threaten us with fire. You can threaten us with whatever you want, uh, but we're not going to bow. And so like, listen, he, we know that our God is able to deliver us from this, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow. And so, and so the king got pissed off, right? The, sing, the king got really upset. And so he said, crank up the fire seven times hotter, right? So this is, and this is what the devil does. Level one fire can kill you. Look at me, look at me. Let's be clear about this. Level one fire can kill you. What's level eight fire going to do? Kill you more? I mean, like it's it's still fire. Fire's going to kill you. And so he's, but the devil will crank up the heat on you. Look at me. The devil will crank up the pressure on you because he wants you to change your confession. And the, the three Hebrew boys said you could crank up the fire to level eight, level 80. It don't matter. We are not going to change our confession. We are not going to bow. And listen, let me say this from that. If you don't bow, you won't burn. We serve a God that even when the devil cranks up the fire on you, when he cranks up the pressure on you, we serve a God that will get down in the fire with you. Glory to God. You know what happened in the story. The king was looking and said, holy moly, what just happened? We put three in the fire, but there's a fourth man walking around with them in the fire. And the fourth man looks like the son of God. And so we serve a God that will get down in the fire with you. And if you don't bow, you won't burn. And then you'll come out of the fire and you won't even smell like smoke. You look like what you've been through why because you are you are steadfast you are unmovable you are always abounding in the work of the lord so you don't have to allow the pressure of persecution the pressure that the enemy brings you don't have to allow that to cause you to lose your faith you shall reap if you don't give up so never allow what the enemy allows you to see in the earth to cause you to change what you saw in heaven or in the heavenly realm. Let me say it this way. God will put a word down in your heart. And so you are fixed and focused on heaven. God will give you a word from heaven. And then you you have the audacity to say what you saw, right? So now I'm going to say what I saw. And then the devil comes with stuff down here in the earth. And a lot of Christians, what they do is they allow what they see to cause them to change what they said. That's where you mess up. No, you can't allow what you see with these eyes to cause you to change what you said. Based on those eyes, you have to believe God. If you focus on heaven and what heaven is saying, and what heaven has said, and what heaven has decreed, and you are saying what heaven said until you see what heaven said, and, and, and this is how you experience heaven on earth, you are not moved by what's going on down here, you are only moved by what's going on up there, persecution can come, but you don't have to feel persecuted by it, all of this stuff can come, but you don't have to be moved, in closing, let me just say this, for today, I want to point out that yes, it is true that when you get a word from God, it, the word attracts trouble, The word attracts persecution. That's true. But guess what? The word also attracts favor. (laughs) The word also attracts grace. And so the favor of God will go before you the favor of God will be drawn to the promise. The favor of God will be drawn to the word of God and God will open up doors for you that no man can close, close doors for you that no man can open. He will raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. And the grace of God is on you to endure. The grace of God is on you to continue. The grace of God is on you to not be troubled by your trouble and to not be feel persecuted by persecution you can continue you can continue the mission Charlie Mike, keep on going why because God is with you with us thou goest let's close this message out with a declaration of faith I want you to lift up your voice and say this say father this is a season of leveling up for me my expectation to level up is tied to you to your word and what you have spoken over me So I meditate and I medicate on this word day and night. I understand the power, the purpose, and the potential that you place inside of me and that you place inside of your word. I know it's going to attract trouble and persecution, but that's okay. I shall not be moved. I will not be shaken. I refuse to be swayed. I keep my heart and my mind fixed and focused on you. Even if the devil cranks up the heat on me, even if he intensifies the pressure, I refuse to quit. I will not allow what I see and hear in this world to cause me to lose heart. From what I saw and heard from heaven, no devil, no demon, no demonic influence can derail me from my destiny. I level up my commitment to your word. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want these notes. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor, leave me some comments in the chat if this word has been a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. You are not like Rocky Ground. You refuse to quit. Go out there and trouble your trouble today. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.